for tat show people all the titty tats out there that is not how you normally i know i'm feeling a little off oh no i know i know but that's okay even with the show we have tonight we should not (laughs) enter it this way (laughs) hey all you tit for tat there we go i did it wrong again i know i was see i'm just off i was just giving you a little rope thanks i'm sorry yep hey all you titty tats out there it's the tit for tat show (laughs) it is not (laughs) I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I'm the giant drag queen hostess, Veranda Lanai. All right, now I remember. Yes, and then, yep. I, who the hell are you? Right. It's I been asked, a long time. I ask myself that every single day. <laughs> That's Mr. Thomas. Yay. Yay. Oh, that was very low-key. I'm, I'm a little off. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hot minute. It has been a long time. Yeah, it has been. But Though we've been keeping in touch with each other. Of course. We just haven't had a chance to sit down and... No, because so many things have been happening, you yeah. know, and outside of our control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what's going to be our discussion tonight. In a way. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. You know, <laughs> the world has lost its mind. It, it really has. It really has. Yeah. And normally around this time, we would start talking about emails. Right. Um, we're not doing that tonight because we're doing a little bit of a special show. Um, all the emails I was going to read, you know, it doesn't, it didn't seem appropriate for it to be kind of a silly night. Ah, true. And the other half of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails we got, we are going to be addressing in the show. Ah, okay. But to Tats, we do love you. So don't, yeah. don't you worry. Yeah. Oh, and as a little bit of side note, definitely go and follow us on threads. Oh, no. Yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) It is taking over the social media world. Ah. And what's good about it is it's the kinder, gentler Twitter. Okay. Um, It is heavily policed for harassment and bullying Ah. and all that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, it startled me a little bit Mm -hmm. because I was so used to the insanity of Twitter. Yeah. That I suddenly felt like I was in a church and didn't know what to do, you know? I mean, I, I don't know quite how to say, um, but what was awesome is, I mean, I barely even signed up and we already had 600 followers. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. we're off to a good start, you know, and what's interesting is tons and tons of celebrities on there, all with very few followers, because it's brand new. Right, you know? right. So... The good part is if you go on there and somebody that you love very much and you want to follow, they'll put something up and there'll be like one comment. Yeah. So you know if you're commenting, they're reading it and then they engage. It's really nice. It's like, you know, yeah, like a brand new thing. But um, they said it's the fastest growing app in app history. Oh. You know, so, so I have to add that to the end of Instagram or Facebook twat, right? Yes, you have to. <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, go way, <laughs> way back. back. Yeah. Because me and social media don't get along too well. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I pretend I'm you often. I right. Well, right. And I, I I think I was like, what the hell's this? You, you, you literally <laughs> Okay, what's threat? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. That's how I mean I, I deleted my Twitter account because I yeah. was just so over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I had to get over. It. I just, there's too much going on and I can't. Yeah. It's hard to police. It's harder to police what you want to say, what you yeah. want to put out there. Yeah. But to have everyone else come in and just, just be nasty. Yes. And that's, I kind of feel like that is the whole point of Twitter at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what you post, there are half the people that are going to attack you and half the people that are going to agree with you. Oh, I think there's more than half of the attack. I think (laughs) there's more than half. Yeah, so even if you comment on something, right? Yeah. So what I think was kind of genius about this, I don't know how long it's going to last, but currently on threads, 99.9% of people agree with you. Yeah. And they don't want to fight. They know they're not allowed to fight. 
somebody posted something kind of snarky, like crossing the line a little bit, mm-hmm. and there were like 50 people beating them down. <laughs> oh my You know, gosh. like go back to Twitter, you've been reported, you know, but oh. it was nothing on Twitter, it would have been nothing. Right. You know, but um, definitely check it out, definitely follow okay. us. Um, I guess I have to now. Well, you have to. <laughs> Yeah. I, damn it. I got to set up another damn social media account. <laughs> Quit looking over there. You're not going to get know, an answer. <laughs> I know. Help me. Help me. Uh, um, but let's uh, talk about tonight. Yeah. All right. There. We're going to go back in history a little bit to back, set back, this back. whole thing up. Um, like very, very horrible, traumatic. Um, we'll get into it more. But basically, it's going to broach on the topic that... Um, there are now, what, over 300 anti-LGBTQ bills? Oh, there's 523. Okay, 523 yeah. pending. Yeah. Um, people are being attacked, you know, mm-hmm. not just on social media. Lives are being greatly affected. People are moving out of states. Mm-hmm. Um, on and on and on and on, right? So this is kind of the setup for what we're going to talk about. And... Way back in COVID, I think that's probably the best starting point for this story. Um, you were super successful during COVID going on Facebook. What's it called? Well, Facebook Live. Facebook yeah. Live. Okay. Yeah. And even doing like story time. Yeah. Um, and it was for kids. And I know it was super successful because I have, as you know, I have family members in California yeah. uh-huh. that set their alarm to not yeah, miss I you remember. on there. Mm-hmm. Right. And the comments were awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody thought it was fantastic. So then COVID ended, and that kind of continued, right? And kind of became almost a national trend. Right. Drag queen story time. Yeah. So let's, I'll let you talk now, since this is (laughs) what the whole setup of this was. Well, you know, it was nice to be able to go back into the real world, you know, and have the physicality of having... um, uh, the families there and and the kids and going back into a venue and you know it was it was really great and and going back into the theater that I was working at or I still am working at let's pick this back up you know let's let's keep going yeah. and I think we had our first like actual physical protesters yeah outside and I was floored yeah and luckily we had kind of like a preemptive like hey we we kind of know something's going to happen we heard from our city council person we heard from the police department like it was very interesting that this all kind of transpired and we didn't like behind the scenes like we didn't know yeah and it was a religious group from Pennsylvania that bust themselves in and stood at the corner of the street on which the theater is set on and that they're set back from the actual main street so you can kind of see it Okay. So here they are. They're they're standing out there on this corner and they have their homemade signs and their yeah. you know, their rollout signs and whatever it is and it was all about religion based, you know, uh, craziness. And I I was still just floored like yeah. you really drove up here not knowing yeah. where you were. You you didn't vet the neighborhood. You didn't like cuz it's a progressive neighborhood. The LGBT Center of Greater Cleveland is right across the street. Yeah. Like it was just <laughs> I was floored. I was flabbergasted. I thought, okay, this has got to be a one-off. Like, I think they realize they're in the wrong space. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden, as we kept posting the next story hours, which they're they're spread out quite a bit throughout the, the theater's programming, now the theater's getting actual phone calls, voicemails, Physical mail addressed to me. Wow. Um, and nasty, and they were nasty, nasty emails, nasty phone calls. And you know, bless every single one of the people that work at the theater, including the executive director who took most of the phone calls. Mm-hmm. We're trying to field all this stuff on my behalf, and they kept it all from me uh. because they didn't want me to know what was actually physically coming my way. Kind of like what I do with our emails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you I know you vet out the emails yeah. and you vet out the nastiness and you bring in the fun and, you know, yeah. that, that, that's great. But you are reading all those things. Yeah. And finally they shared, I said, I need to know what's going on. Like, I don't want to be kept in the dark. I truly don't. Especially if I'm 
I'm driving here, I'm parking here, I'm walking into the venue. Like, yeah. I want to know what's going on around me, my surroundings. So they finally did. They shared a physical piece of email and they, uh, or a physical piece of mail and a couple emails with me. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You, do you have nothing better to do with your time yeah. but to come for a person you don't even know right. about something you know nothing about, right. about a program that you didn't even look into yeah. at a venue that you have no clue about? Like, it just... Right. So let's take a step back Sorry, at this point. Just, no, 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 no. And the Drag Queen Story Hour. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about what that actually is. So it, well, it's, it's now called Drag Story Hour. They, they dropped the queen okay. so that it's more inclusive to the drag performers that oh, are there because sorry. they're drag kings and, and you know. Anyway, um, so the program is lasts about an hour long, 45 minutes to an hour. It's geared toward kids three to eight years old. Um, we read uh, two to three books of varying degrees of it's okay to be you, it's right. self-acceptance, and they're all just very fun. Um, there's no textbook material, right. you know, right. there's no diagrams, you know. Right. It's right. none of that. And we do little break, um, movement break songs in the middle. We do the hokey pokey, Aww. and we, you know, we sing and we dance, and, and then it's usually myself and a couple other storytellers, drag storytellers. We're all set up in the theater on the stage. Everyone is seated in the, the theater seat, so they're comfortable. With parents. With with parents and guardians. Which is a huge right. point to make. Right. Yes. They're not dropping them off like daycare, right? Right. And, you right. Know, Auntie Veranda's taking care of all the children. Right. Like, no, that's not how that works. Like, the families are there. The guardians are there. Right. And we even have um, adults that are there who were previous school teachers right. or... Their grandparents, they want to see the program before they decide to bring oh, their nice. kids there. And we've had, I've had conversations with almost every single person that walks through the door. Yeah. So it's, it's very innocuous. They, the end, and the best part is because it's a literacy program, we actually give them one of the three books to take home and they can continue reading at home. Right. And that's the whole point of Story right. Hour. It's being told by a very colorful person. A hundred percent. Right? A hundred percent. And and it can't be any more um, benign and innocuous just, just, just to have fun. And right. afterwards, when we're all done, I feel like I'm kind of like Santa Claus. They all come up if they want a picture with us, and we get high fives and hugs, and, ooh, I like your outfit, or I like your hair, and the parents are, you know, exclaiming how much that they wish they had something like this when they were growing up. Right. And that's the kicker. Because... Most of these people are around my age, and they're like, yeah, you know, we grew up watching, you know, Schoolhouse Rock on right. television, and that's where, we got, right. <laughs> where right. we got some ancillary knowledge that right. was fun and and entertaining. This is just on a totally different level. Yeah. And it's physical. It's We're right there in the room. Right, right. And to even just add a little bit onto what you say, you said, this is Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. This is Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. This is little kids are intrigued and pay attention to larger-than-life people right in front of them. Right. So who better to sit and read a book? They are fascinated. If you've ever been to one, if you've ever seen one online, the kids are like pie-eyed, yeah. having a ball, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, if anyone puts anything negative onto this, that is in their head. Because yeah. that is not the reality of what is happening in the actual performance. Right. Yes. Yeah, and and that's what's been missing this whole time yeah. is our narrative. Right. My narrative. Right. As someone who's sitting on the stage looking outward into the audience and beyond the audience, because obviously we're seeing everything else that is coming in via social media right. and in the, in the general public and the news. So we're watching this from a stage vantage point yeah and i just i it's like i said it's so benign there's there's nothing going on to where we hear these stories about oh well they're teaching kids about getting sex changes and and all this other like right. medically right. traumatizing things right. and and here's the other thing that that just makes me want to think that you have no idea what it means to be a kid. You probably didn't have a great childhood. Right. Because kids are not predisposed to hate. 
Right. Kids are not predisposed to anything but a question. Yeah. Right. And I'll, I'll tell you what, there was this adorable young little girl in the room and she just kept giving me the side eye. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> she just kept, she just kept giving me that side eye look like, mm, what's going on here? Yes. You know, she's yes. very inquisitive and, yeah. and, but she played along and she sang the songs and she danced and she, you know, she listened to everything and she came up to me and she looked at me and she goes, I really like your dress. Oh. I said, thank you. I like your dress too. She's like, you're not a girl. <laughs> and you know, and here's the honesty part about it. And I said, you're right. I'm not a girl. Right. I said, but I get to dress up with these really pretty clothes and really sparkly things. And I get to read stories to you. Right. And did you have fun? She's like, yeah. Okay. And her question got answered and she walked off and she was happy as a clam. And it's over. Yes. Done yes. And over with. Yes. There was no pretense. There was no nothing more than just I answered the question as honestly as possible. Right. I didn't talk down. I didn't talk right. up. Right. You know, hey, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Right. I answered your question. Yeah. And like let the kids under find out their own way what's going on. Yeah. And I'm sure they've gotten questions at home or in the of car course. or, you know, after the fact. But then again, they come back because it didn't matter to them. Right, right. And here is my key point in all of this. If this sounds like something you do not want your child to experience, <laughs> nobody is making you go. Right. So don't go and mind your own business. <laughs> well, it is really yeah. simple. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. They cannot. They can't. So, all right, that that's a little bit of our background here. Yeah. So now we're going to move forward. Um, you had some protesters at a uh, drag story hour. Yeah. Yep. It, well, so it it started to progress from just this like little religious group from Pennsylvania that drove in and did the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the emails start getting worse. Um, the phone calls started getting worse. And then the next story hour that we had, we had physical protesters again. Mm. This time it was the Christian nationalists that showed up waving their flags and their bullhorns and telling us all we're going to hell and, you know, all the things that, that they're just screaming at us. Right. Now, luckily, and I don't want to give all the things away, but luckily, you know, the staff and everyone at the theater, I can't thank them enough yeah. for having a logistical plan to make it easy for the drag performers to make it there, the workers to make it there. And it just made it feel like there's a safe space here. Because you're talking about a safety plan. Correct. Which is obscene in itself. Right. Let's not forget that. Right. Okay. And and so we had the first one of those protesters. And there was like maybe two or three and and a, this one weird person showed up. Anyway, and they did the thing. And it was just really strange and odd and awkward. And that dissipated. And then all of a sudden, there was a whole nother event that happened that mm -hmm. I was not a part of. And this happened in one of the one of the further suburbs. Um, where a uh, young trans individual wanted to read Story Hour um, at a public park. And it was a part of a pride celebration kind of thing. Now, this, this, this is all a build-up to what's, right. what's the right, next part right, of the right. story, and I know that. Right. Um, all of a sudden, because now we're hearing on the news networks and um, social media that these much larger groups hate groups, far groups, are extremist groups who are now cherry-picking just story hour to go and protest yeah. and, and to be mass, nasty and mean and, and almost physical to the point. So this event happened, and, and guess who showed up? You had the Christian nationalists. Yep. You had the Proud Boys. Yep. Um, you had, obviously, standard protesters who were just there because of their beliefs, whatever, and then you had what was who was called the Blood Tribe, neo-Nazis, mm -hmm. waving a swastika flag. Yes. Doing Sieg Heils and telling everyone their slogan, there will be blood. In suburban Cleveland in 2023. Yeah. 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 I feel like, like as, as we go on, I'm like, do, am I in like an old Wonder Woman episode right. where I'm fighting the Nazis now? Right. Like, 
that's and and the worst part is that it it escalated because now you have the counter protesters who are like, "Leave us alone. Yeah. We're doing the thing. You don't need to be here." And and they were packing as well. They were they had, you know, CCWs. Mm. They well they don't need CCWs anymore now. Right. But they had guns. Yeah. They were there. They were there to cause trouble. Yeah. They were there to make a scene. They were there to do things. And I got to tell you one of the more interesting things about the story was once this blood tribe neo-Nazi group showed up. I'm gonna stop calling them names because I don't need to. Yeah. But yeah. 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 When they started showing up. The other two groups moved away from them huh. because they're like, well, we don't want to be associated with them. Right. Well, guess what? You're all, <laughs> you're all singing the same tune there, sweetheart. Yeah. So yeah. you all look exactly the same to me. Absolutely. And right. you're all carrying the exact same symbols on your shoulders. Correct. So, Correct. yeah, that doesn't work. You don't get to cherry pick who you get to stand next to when you're right. singing the same song. Right. Right. So let's, let's flash forward just another month from that and there was a scheduled um double day out in one of the other suburbs of a drag brunch at a restaurant right uh and a little cute little town square and then there was a story hour down the road at a community church yes that was set up and you know the 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 pastor and the uh the church officials were like this we want to do this we want to support this um of course, that's all ages. The brunch was not all ages because it was a restaurant venue. Well, I got sent screenshots yeah. of our flyer, our ad for this event, this dual event, from the Proud Boys page. And and they're they're turning it into their own event. Yeah. And saying, We're gonna do this thing. Yes. It's gonna be wild. You know, their little slogan, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. They were coming for us. Yeah. And because you did send it to me, there was a not there in wording and in photos and everything on the flyer. It was not even an attempted veiled threat. It was a very, very open Mm -hmm. threat. And this situation started a life of its own. Mm -hmm. Um, Even... Far outside of this event, other LGBT organizations in Cleveland started getting threats, mm-hmm. um, started getting vandalized, mm-hmm. um, all as a uptick to what was coming. Yeah. Um, I can't even express the buildup of this mm. as far as feelings went. Mm. You know, um, and and I'm not trying to make this about me. God knows, okay? But to know how much you mean to me, how much this show means to me, to start reading all these things coming in, and not only publicly, for the show's emails, right? Started really escalating. Mm. And you knew this was not just random people emailing. Oh, yeah. There was a very well-organized machine behind this intent on intimidating intent on basically harming mm-hmm. you know um and this was what was happening every single day something else happened mm-hmm. you know which built it and built it and built it and yeah i'll be honest i was afraid of your safety you mm-hmm. know we've we talked about it at yeah. the time yeah. um i i am aware that the organizations you know like the church um the brunch place the police all were sharing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, take ev- take it with a grain of salt, you know, but... Um, yeah, but you can't. You can't because, and this is going to sound very odd to, I would say, the average person. When you get this amount of hate, right, you kind of have a feeling, okay, this is, this is a whack job. You know what I mean? And you just immediately discard it. Um, the majority of the time, because we've talked about this for years, okay? When somebody sends a hate mail and they reference something from the end of a show, you have sat there and listened through the whole right. show yeah. <laughs> to get to the point Thanks. that pissed you off <laughs> enough, right? This was not that. Yeah, no. Um, and I can't, I can't even imagine what you 
were feeling, like what your feelings were at that yeah. point in time, because even one step removed, it was really kind of overwhelming, you know? And there were people that came to me and said, why doesn't he just not do it? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it would be easier. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, community people. Yeah. And not, again, not trying to speak for you, but when we had talked about it, what became really apparent, okay, what happens if you don't do it? Right. They win, and not that it was a game of winning or losing, right. but this is a very important point. Mm -hmm. You know, so, all right, I, I'll stop. No, my, no, you're fine. Um. So this started building, right? Everybody yeah. started getting yep. the fallout. Yeah. And the date was ticking closer and closer and closer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm sitting there talking with very close friends, not, you know, you and, and several yeah. other people, and, and um, having those same conversations. Yeah. You know, when is enough enough? Yeah. When is enough for you to stop? And, you know, and, and yes, I was scared. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I, I was scared for my safety. I was scared for my life. And I thought to myself, you know, what am I going to do to protect myself? How am I going to do this? I mean, I I took alternative measures to protect myself. Yeah. But, you know, asking that question personally to myself, when is enough enough? And I looked back and I, I told one of my close friends, I said, if, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? 100%. Who's going to take up the mantle? And I'm not meaning this in a, in a huge hubris, hubristic no, kind of way. No, not at all. It was more meant to be of... I'm not. I, I can't stop now. There's. Yeah. There's. They win. I. That. That. That's that whole. You know. We just said. So. We ended up having a conversation with, um, a safety and security logistics company. Okay. We ended up having conversations with, the FBI, mm -hmm. the local police departments, the restaurant owner, the pastor, the church, community leaders in that specific community the other entertainers who were involved and gauging everyone's vulnerabilities and everyone's, you know, emotional range. And do you want to continue with this? If you don't, by all means, I want you to feel like you're safe. Yeah. And you don't have to do this. Yeah. So I won't think otherwise of you and nobody else will either. Right. And I will say this much, every, uh, the other four entertainers, they stepped up. They yeah. stepped up and they said, we are going to do this. We're going to yeah. make this work. We're going to make this happen. We're going to find a way. And yeah, it was building. So about a week prior to the event, almost to the day, one week prior, all of a sudden, in, at night, someone decided to go to the church. Where the show was going to where, be. Where the story hour was going to be. Right. And throw a Molotov cocktail. Right. To burn... The church down. Yes. yes. I mean, are you serious? Yeah. You know, and and he, someone actually was like, they're calling me going, turn on the news, turn on the news, turn yeah. on this, because I kind of turn everything off after a while. <laughs> of course. I had to at that yes. point. At that point, everything was so overwhelming. I didn't want to listen or look at anything. Right. So I turn on the news. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And sure enough, they threw a Molotov cocktail. It did scorched some of the church, you know, whatever. And there was a second one ready to go. Right. Uh, the person left the scene. They did find them yep. not long after. 20 years old. They had a manifesto. Yep. And they had all of that regalia in their home. Yeah. That's even scarier knowing that, yeah. okay, we do have grown adults that have grown into their hatred. Yep. Right. Yeah. Literally grown into it over many years. Right. How can someone so young be so angry and and have this bunch of hate for a group that they know nothing about? Nothing. Right. And and I think for me psychologically, like thinking about the psychological aspect of that of that person, I was more intrigued about that than I was about my own safety. Yeah. Because it was so baffling to me. Yeah. And who taught you this? Yeah. Someone had to teach you this. Of Remember, course. hate isn't innate. Correct. It is taught. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is crazy. So now we're having conversations again with the FBI, with the yeah. police departments, with the safety team, with the da da, -da. And, uh, okay. But wait, yeah. at this point, this now went from local Cleveland yeah. to national news. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
to international news with the performance still yet to happen. Yeah. So you talk about amping up the heat about this, yeah. you know? I'll never forget that morning, the number of phone calls and texts, every single one of them said they tried to burn the fucking church. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I was sitting there going, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. You know? So now the 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 main point of this whole thing was now these people with the hate emails, with the hate phone calls that you were able to dismiss, mm -hmm. you cannot dismiss. No. These people are not screwing around, for lack mm -hmm. of a better term. They do shit. Yeah. You know? And this is a whole new element yeah. in the game. All right. You know, and and going back to it making international national international news. Yes. Um I I have friends in in London yeah. and other places and they're I mean they're blowing me up too and I'm like what are you talking about? They're like, oh, it was on the BBC. It was on this. It was on Sky Network. Yep. It was whatever. I'm like this is crazy. This is crazy. Really? Are you kidding me? No. And they're sending me screenshots and all sorts of stuff. And then you then started actually um reporters uh, tracking me down via social media because I'm smart enough not to put my contact absolutely. information out there. And and now I'm getting asked to do interviews like immediately. Yes. And so luckily we 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 all talked about let's not yeah. engage at all. Yes. Um, let's keep this to ourselves and let's make sure that we're managing this the best way we know how. Um and let let's leave this part of it alone. Yeah, and which was very smart thing to do. I agree. Um, you know that that couldn't could have been a better idea. And luckily, the safety and logistics company did an amazing job managing what was going on. So here we are again. Are we going to do this? Are we not going to do yeah. this? Yes, we're going to do this. We're all in now at this point because now you're you're really honking us off. Yes. You know. Yes, it's still scary. And think about the church, yeah. right? Yeah. And the poor pastor was right. just, he, he was just like, thank goodness nobody was there. Yeah. Thank goodness, you know, I don't specifically live there. It's not that kind of church. Um, but, you know, my building is still here. Yeah. And, you know, we don't need a building to worship, but this is a home to many people. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, he was floored. And he kind of took the same route that we did by not... Yeah. engaging right you know the media right because you keep raising your profile you yeah. keep raising the size of the target on your right. back right that's just the reality and i mean come on i'm seven foot tall drag yeah, i have a huge target <laughs> on my back i am the target right. right right and that's what was scary and i think that was one of the other things that uh, uh, people were like you are a ginormous literal ginormous target yeah that no matter where you go you, you can't hide being right your right. size, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and you're wearing something bright and colorful, so you're an easy right. target. Right. Uh, so it just got to be extremely overwhelming. Yeah. And, you know, there were there were emotional moments, you know, privately and and with friends and, and with our entertainers. Like, I will say this much, the other three entertainers and I, we all were in a group chat and we were all calling each other. We were all checking yeah. in with each other. And, you know, that really solidified a wonderful friendship between the four of us because we did something truly amazing uh, um, and just kind of set the bar. Yeah. Um, so now we're leading up to the event yeah. and we're finally getting to, to the day of. Yeah. Like, uh, here we are. And... The logistics that we had to machinate through was was unreal. I felt like I was in a war zone. Mm. That's what it felt like. So let's you wake up that morning. Yeah. You what do you do? Do you get dressed? Do you wait to be dressed? You know, as I think normally a lot of people show up at a venue and get ready at the venue, right? I'm usually the opposite. Okay. See, when I do when I do any kind of show, I show up already made up. Yeah. I'm already looking glamorous. I'm already doing the thing. Yeah. And there are other entertainers who will they'll beat their face and and they'll get dressed yeah. at the venue. Right. 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 I'm the other way around. Okay. So this is kind of a little bit different for me. So I put my face on and everything, and I wore just everyday clothes to a, a specific location. Right. Right. And here we are with the logistics manager and. We did actually make contact with a couple media outlets 
who in turn were like, we would like to record all of this in succession. Yeah. I said, well, as long as you're indemn, you know, as long as we sign off on all the stuff that you're not using our legal names, like none of those things should happen. Well, because this was, correct me if I'm wrong, this was a secret location. Yes. Out of necessity. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was a secret location so that, you know, um, they couldn't find our cars. Right. They didn't know what we drove. Like, and they couldn't follow us home. Like, right. that kind of stuff. Right. Um, which was a great precaution, you know. Um, and we're getting in unmarked vehicles, you know, <laughs> you know, going to the thing. And, you know, we're loading up our suitcases and our, and our bags and our wigs and all of the nonsense um, to get to the venue. Now... They had to cordon off a couple streets, and right. they had jersey barricades and, like, all the things. Now, as we're going through the thing, I didn't realize until I saw photos that with all the security and all the things, we actually had snipers on top of the building. Mm. We had armed individuals that were looking out for our best interests so that something didn't escalate. Yeah. That, to me, was more scarier. Yes. Knowing that we have armed people that are willing to, you know, take care of us or or manage the situation. I, I'm not a gun person. I'm not that person. No. Right? But also think about the fact that people who do this for a living, yeah. that understand this threat, felt strongly enough sure. that this level of precaution needed to take place because the threat was that real. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way, you know, Crazy. because I'm definitely in my in my head in a different way about the whole situation, Jeez. right? Um, so now we we called it the bunker, mm-hmm. like where we were set up uh, for the brunch because we had to go to the brunch first, and we're in the brun- bunker, which was two doors down from the actual or several doors down from the restaurant. And I'm like, this is so strange, like I. I'm so used to just go to the venue, do the thing, have a show. Here we go, you know. Right. And now we've got a. We had handlers. Each one of us had a handler. Each one of us, we we had to wait until we got a walkie-talkie clear. Wow. From the other side of the street and the venue. Before we could actually walk out of the door to be quickly escorted to the other door. Wow. And all the while you're in your head going. I can't believe I'm doing this. Well, and you have to then perform. perform yeah. Right. You have to be on. Right. So, I mean, this was a, and this, well, think about it. I got, it, I got up at like six in the morning to get ready. Yeah. The brunch wasn't until noon. Yeah. So I've got six hours of all this wide range of emotions and people and things. And, and this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so. You got to remember this. And this is who this person is. Oh, and by the way, there's this media outlet who's here who's going to be following you around and recording uh, you. And you're going to get mic'd up and it's going to be a whole thing. So now it's, I just want to do a brunch. Yeah. I just want to perform a couple numbers and have a mimosa yes. and, and eat some eggs for crying out loud. Yeah. But no, we have to go through all this. Yeah. And... So we did our first round of the brunch because we had two brunches back to back. The first brunch went went well. We had a great time. Now we're all downstairs in our green room in our bunker, bunker number two. Yep. All of a sudden, we get a phone call saying we received a bomb threat. We need to stay where you're at. We're bringing the bomb sniffing dog. This is all via email. We're bringing a bomb-sniffing dog. Don't move. And all of the um, participants that were upstairs in the restaurant, they all got wanded in, like, metal detector-ish kind of deal. So they were pretty much safe in that regard. But here we are. We're in a little, like, city public square. Right. Right? A cute little Main Street public square. A a small city. Yes. Yes. And here we are with a bomb threat. Yeah. And so luckily, it was just us and whoever handlers that we had that we knew who exactly was downstairs. And even when we were upstairs performing, there was at least two of us down with our handlers. So we knew who was up and down at yep. all times. Yep. So the, the bomb sniffing dog came in and the guy and the, and the handler, and they're like, you know what? We, I'm like, we, no one's been in here. These are all of our bags. Like, you can come in here and do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Course. We'll we'll do, obviously we're gonna comply. Well, we found out after the fact they were able to trace the email 
to an IP address somewhere in Europe. Right. So we don't know right. where or how or what or who or... But still, they're playing games. Absolutely right. Now, all of this is happening, so we're kind of like sequestered from what's going on outside. Yeah. So we don't really know, like, who's out there, what's up. going on, right. who the counter-protesters are, who the actual protesters are. We have no clue. Right. Right. Which was even scarier because it's like, oh, my God, who's actually out there? Well, because your mind can inflate things. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. And... Luckily, we got through the second set, and and now it was time to take a deep breath and clamber back in the vehicles now to go to the story hour right. at the church. At the church. Um, and here we are, you know, here we are in the unmarked vehicles, and we're going down, you know, these roads here to get to the church. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually riding with the logistics coordinator, the safety logistics coordinator, who is a spitfire, wonderful person, and yeah. I love her to pieces. Don't mess with her, yeah. right? Um, we get to the church, and since the church is actually on private property, it's not public, so you had to have a ticket. You had to have, like, all those machinations to get in. Yeah. The bomb-sniffing dogs were there. You had to get a car check. You had to do the mirror thing under the car, oh every car. And if you didn't have a ticket, you were turned away immediately, and there were a row of policemen going, uh-uh, out. You know, and people did try to get in, thinking that they were going to park in that parking lot and they were going to protest right there on yeah, the property. Yeah, of but course. This is private property. Yeah. And where we're at is kind of rural. Yeah. So yeah. there's no sidewalks. There's right, no, like, right, you can't right. park on the side street there and walk over. Like, there was none of that happening. Right. Um, so that actually was kind of, we were thankful, yeah, you know, course. for that to happen. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it, this felt like part of a movie or something weird. We got into the parking space and we started to get timed out of the vehicles because we all had to have the walkie talkie. Are we, are we good? Are we set? Are we ready to go? Let's, uh. is the door open? Who's there at the door? Let's make sure, you know. All while we all get out and we walk kind of like single file down the road, yeah. and here comes the paparazzi. Here comes all the media outlets. Click, 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 click. Camera, 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 camera. Yep. Video camera, all the things. And I'm like, I, I actually felt so overwhelmed with just that. Yeah. That when we finally got in the church and closed the doors, I I, I felt like I just wanted to lay down on the floor. Yeah, I can't even. Because I was already exhausted. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And, you know, one of the entertainers, she she really did have a hard time I mentally. Bet. And she she almost broke. And, you know, we all did a little huddle hug. And, you know, we got this. Let's take a deep breath. And we got you. And, and it was so weird because we... It was almost like we had this deafening silence just around us. Like this yeah. little cone of silence. Right. And all the other noises and all the other people around us just kind of disappeared for a minute, yeah. which was what we needed, you know. And and there was even a contingency plan at the church, a safety contingency plan for the church. Had to be. To say, what if someone were to just barrel through here? Absolutely. And come for us. How do we manage this? So yeah. we had that already. Oh, I'm exhausted talking about it. <laughs> no, it is... Um, so here we are, we're doing the story hour thing, and we all have our books, and we all go out at the same time, and we all take turns in turn reading the stories. And now we're in the big open church, right? And there's all the pews, and we have this section where all the families are. Yeah. And there they are, and, and they're sitting in the pews, and they're with their kids, and we have this great area with carpets and pillows and stuff, and we had our little, a big comfy chair that we sat in and read our stories. Yeah. And all in the back... Um, Behind the last set of pews were all the media outlets. Yeah, and it was just it, it was just these rows of cameras of course. recording everything that was going on. So it's like, <laughs> you know, mind your P's and Q's. Yeah. Not that we were going to say anything ridiculous. No, of but course not. It was just like, this is so over. How can I perform in front of these kids yeah. and these families yeah. properly, knowing that this is still buzzing around? Yeah. And we're exhausted from brunch, and we're exhausted from being driving, driven around, and we're exhausted from being up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And Anxiety. Uh, the anxiety was yes. through the roof, yes. you know. Um, 
So we got through the story hour. Each one of us read our, our books in turn, and we did our little dances and fun games. And, games. and I was able to take the microphone at the very end before the pastor spoke. And, you know, I thanked everyone, and, and this is important for us. It's a great literacy program, blah, blah, blah. And I said, this is what we do. This is who we are. And we're not going to stop. Yep. And it was a moment that just like I had perfect clarity. Yeah. That it was it was just a big a giant middle finger that we yeah. got through this. Yeah. A giant middle finger to those assholes. Yeah. Who are gonna come for us? And then I was flooded with anger. Yeah. Because you made us go through all this shit. Yep. To do something as simple as a brunch and a story hour. Yeah. You made us go through all this shit. Yeah. And that's, I was so angry at that point. Yeah. I, it was raw. Yeah. And I told our total logistics uh, coordinator, she's like, well, the media, I said, I don't want to talk to any media outlet at all. They can talk to the pastor. They can talk to the parents, but they're, I don't want them to talk to any of the entertainers. Yeah. And I made that judgment call. Yeah. Let's, well, I think she made the judgment call for me, but no, no. Yeah. You're catching us at the wrong moment. Yep. And we finally exited the area. We went down to a, like a safe space. It was a, like a classroom kind of setting. And the one who was having a hard time when we got there, she broke finally. Yeah. And she was just in tears and just sobbing. Because that anxiety just overtook her. Crippling. Completely. Yeah. And, you know, we're trying to recompose ourselves and, and we're just trying to, and we're getting hugs from people who are coming down and that was all great, but it was still just extremely overwhelming. And then um, the pastor and um, a couple of the, of the people who work in the church, they came down and they had these giant posters for us that all the people who came in got to write on the posters, on post-it notes, and they taped yeah. them all onto this giant poster. And it was just, I'm going to cry just thinking about it because it was just so just a huge show of love in a moment that we were so raw and vulnerable. Yeah, and the intensity. It was extremely yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we got through it. We got through it. You know, yeah. we, we, we did the whole thing. And the car ride home, I just, sat, I just drove home in silence. Yeah. Total, utter silence. I made a phone yeah. call to a loved one, and I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm good. We made it. It's seven o'clock at night. I'm trying to get yeah. home. You know, oh, yeah. It was exhausting. I can't. I can't even imagine. You know, I cannot even imagine. And it's so surreal. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you hear that all the time when something tragic happens, and people say, "I didn't think it could ever happen here." You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. I think as LGBT people. We don't have that luxury mm -hmm. to believe that. Mm -hmm. I think it's always somewhere in the back of my of our minds. Mm -hmm. However, this literally is in front of your face. Mm -hmm. And to this level, I think is a whole new experience. You know, mm -hmm. sadly, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, but But that's new. Oh, yeah. You know, and you hear all the time people saying they're passing these laws. It's just a gimmick to rally up their base. Well, actual human beings mm -hmm. are being affected and destroyed by these. And what they're doing to that base, you know, maybe mentally, maybe there's some mental health issues. Um, that's literally blood on your hands. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's what we have to remember. But but they don't, they don't see, that's, that's the key word, human beings. Yes. They don't see anybody other than right. who they are as human beings. Right. And that is just beyond psychologically sick. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm looking at you as a human being, and I wouldn't want to harm you. Right. I want to stay away from you, but I wouldn't <laughs> want physical harm no, done to you. of course not. I wouldn't want you to lose your life because you're angry at me. Right. But you certainly want me to lose my life because yeah. you're angry at me. Right. Where's the disconnect? Right. Right. You know, and as we were moving forward, luckily, you know, we had an opportunity with one of the media outlets. It was Vice News. Yeah. Um, and they were the ones that actually followed us around and did a whole video retrospective or not retrospective, but a whole video um, of what we did the whole day. 
And, um, you know, I was very clear at the very beginning to say to them, this has to be our story. Yeah. This cannot be a full-fledged, you're keying in on the extreme groups that are out there protesting. That's not what we want. Yes, we want to see who they are. But the whole point of you being here, in my eyes, is you're telling our story. 100%. And if this is going in a different direction and you think this is this is not what you want to do, then I'm not participating in this. Right. right. I, and I made it extremely clear. Right. And they understood that yeah. this, and thankfully, um, they did an amazing job, yep. you know, uh, uh, making a good story based on what actually happened, what trials and tribulations we actually went through. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't like it was some tabloid news no, thing. Not at it all. was actually very, very, very well done. And yeah. kudos to the producers and the reporter um, and, the, and the camera people. But that was my whole thing. Like, please don't make this about them. Yeah. We have enough about them. Yeah. So all we hear about are them and what they're doing. You're right. You're right. So I, then, even recanting this story now, we're telling my side of the story. We're right. telling the entertainer's side of the story and the logistics right. people and the restaurant. And even the restaurant. Now, this is what was killing me, too. The restaurant was having a brunch. It's a mainstay restaurant in the middle of, yep. of this cute little Americana public square, right? Yeah. They were getting threats to the employees. They were threatening to actually burn down their yes. establishment, which is in the middle of a public square, which has... People living upstairs in rental units right. that are not theirs. So you're willing to put in jeopardy other people's lives that you don't even know. Yeah. Because you're actually having a drag brunch. And that's the part that just kills me. Over what? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Over what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and and the 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 tit for tat show side of me. Wants to be like, clearly you've never been to a drag yeah. brunch. <laughs> right, and that's true. Or you would laugh at the thought that you need to defend this somehow right. for whatever right. you're hung up on. But see, they're being told yeah, that's right. that every drag brunch across America yep. is geared towards children. Grooming. And we're 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 showing body parts yep. and we're dancing like a stripper on a stripper pole. Right. Uh, right in front of all the kids. Clearly, you've never been <laughs> to a drag brunch. <laughs> Lord. And you know what? And and this is that other you know part of uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep um, listening to whoever's telling me what they're telling me because yes. yeah that that it's true and it's it's a thing and 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 um, when you come back at them with. The actual facts, you know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't that, no one gives a shit. Facts right? are meaningless. Yeah, yep. right, right. And I've had actually some decent conversations with a few people who were like, meh, 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 you know, the wag of the finger kind of deal, who were like, well, we're LGBT supporters. I'm like, well, no, you're not. Right. Because you're now taking something that's very LGBT, that's a part of our culture, and, and you're saying, well, everything's good, but yep. this. Yep. And I said, so you don't think that every entertainer can modify what they do to fit the venue, to fit the audience, to do whatever. It's done all the time. All the time. With musicians and poets. Of course. And, and, and comedians. And comedians. Yes. We all know, even DJs. Yep. We all know how to modify what we do based on the audience yep. that we're performing for. And that's a huge thing that's just totally lost on all these individuals who just say, meh, 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 you know, we know what's going on. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. No. No. Take a seat. And they don't care to Go back to, to Hooters. Learn. Right. They don't care to learn what's going no. on. It's not even about the facts, like we keep saying. It's not about what is happening, yeah. where it is happening, what it means, yeah. what it represents. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This is just a rage that needs to be vented. And the more marginalized people that we can vent it at, the better it's going to right. be for us. See, to me, I, it feels like all of this rhetoric against um, drag performers and our trans family members yes. 
um, is this shiny object in the room that's yes. distracting from all the other bullshit that is trying to be pulled over right. our, I mean, the bulls being pulled over our eyes about. Right. And well, what are we doing to you? We're not doing anything to you. We're not coming no. to your front door proselytizing about. No. Would right. you like to wear a sequin dress? Right. No, we're not. Right. Uh, you know, and the book of RuPaul. Like, come on. Like, this is. N- <laughs> right. Trust me. We don't want you to be drag queens. No. We don't want you anywhere near us. We want <laughs> right. to be left alone. Right. We are not trying to convince you of anything. Right. The opposite. Right. Leave us alone. Right. Right. I mean, it's that simple. Uh-huh. Our lives affect your lives in no possible way mm-hmm. unless you make it that way. Yeah. I it, Honestly. It's nuts. And so after all the things that happened there, and I'm going back to my regular routine yes. of um, my, my regular shows right. and my drag brunches, and now we're getting back into the routine of doing the story hours again at the theater and at a couple other venues, or not venues, other organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, who have been lashed out at yes, and all the things. Well, we're still getting the protesters. Yep. They're still showing up. Not as heavily as the other things that have right. happened right. You know, previously, but they're still there. And it just still baffles me that you're willing to spend your day standing in front of... Your convictions yes. are that strong yeah. about something you know nothing about. Right. That you're willing to waste your life away on it. It's not even convictions. It's delusions. Well, th- thank you. That, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yes. It yes. literally is that. Yeah. Somebody has force-fed you. Oh, groomed. 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 Right. Is that right. the word? Is that right. the word you're thinking of? Right. You were groomed. Right. Right. I'm sorry. The only thing I'm grooming is my goddamn wig. Well, correct. Sorry. And let's, the irony of that is <laughs> the people saying that need grooming <laughs> so much worse than anyone I've ever seen. More than uh, the, the dog groomer. <laughs> right. it, honestly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like we're living in a mirror reality of some sort. Yeah, it's like mirror, mirror. We're, we're in some other weird. Unbelievable. It's so ridiculous. And again, like it went from, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared for my safety. Um, I, I'm anxious and I'm, I'm, extremely self-aware yeah. um, to just being really pissed off. Yep. Now, I will say, you know, we we recently had our, you know, June was Pride Month, and we had our Pride celebration yep. here in Cleveland. And, and I will say I was a little trepidatious about going. Of course you were. And, you know, I showed up as I, as I needed to be yep. uh, as a member of my community. And... You know, a lot of the other drag performers and I, we all had conversations about this. Yeah. And what are we doing for safety? And, you know, our Pride celebration is in a very open public space. Very. That anyone can walk through if they wanted to and participate in whatever it is that they want to do. Right. Um, I have to say, I spent probably more than half of my time walking around there looking across the crowd for something anomalous. 100%. Yep. And then I'm going to myself, I get in the car, I'm like, I'm not a paranoid person. No. And it made me even more angry that I spent most of my time when I could have been enjoying talking to people and, and enjoying those family members and the people with their kids and my friends and my fellow drag performers right. and, and the organizations that, I, that I've worked with for right. a lot. I was on guard the whole time. Yeah. Well, let's not try to forget this was trauma. Mm. Yeah. In no uncertain terms, it was intentional trauma. Sure. And those types of thoughts that you're having, and I'm not pretending to be Dr. Pete, but there's a PTSD, you know, that yeah. starts rearing its ugly. How could it not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I think it's going to take a long time. For that to change, and not just you. I mean, of course, yours is on a different level, but anyone who went through this, knowing anyone, people who ate at the restaurant, people yeah. who went, sure, all the waitress, waiters, servers, yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff. The owners, everybody. The, yeah. Everybody, yeah. right? 
And then you even then exponentially spread this out further. This is literally where the country is still moving. This is not a one-off, you know. This is the direction we are going. And it's time. I think this, if anything we take away from this show tonight, it is time to put on those combat boots, right? Mm -hmm. Stand up, Mm -hmm. you know, use that voice. We're not saying you need, we're not in any way, shape, or form condoning some kind of, you know. Violence or radical, yeah, none of that stuff. However, one voice can make a difference, you know. I've had friends call me about Ohio's pending hate laws saying, hey, I heard there was some gay thing, gay law up pending. Okay, well, you know what? That's not okay anymore. (laughs) You know, we need to now purposely educate ourselves because guess what? This is what we are up against. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if this does not, and maybe there's a lot of people that aren't going to be able to relate to this next comment. If this does not remind you of the early 90s, Mm. late 80s, early Mm -hmm. 90s, where a whole generation of us was disappearing, Mm -hmm. this is exactly the same thing. We got into a point where we were able to relax, right? We're allowed to get married. You know, we've made huge gains. We've relaxed. We don't have that luxury anymore, you know? And I think the most appalling part of this are the members of the community that are trying to surgically cut off the T, yeah. Q, and the rest of it, because you know what? We got ours. Yeah. So now you go you go on your own, right? Yeah. How offensive is that? Yeah. Very and, much so. But it we're playing right into their hand, mm-hmm. divide and conquer. You know? Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, it is hard not to have this anger building. Yeah. You know? But systematically, those are also not the people that we are. Right. You know, so we have to kind of find a way to vent through that and not lose who we are. Because you talk about the ultimate loss, you know, that is the loss. Yeah. You know, so I I guess all I can say to you, my friend, is thank you for standing up. Thank you for using that voice when not many people would, you know. And did it make a difference? It made a difference worldwide. Yeah. If nothing else, people were talking about it. That's what needs to change things. And it would have been so easy for you to say, my life's more important. That was literally the decision. I mean, seriously. And that would have been easy. And what would have happened? All those people would have not heard of this happening, would have not known about what's happening. Thank you. You know, thank you from the community. Thank you from, from humanity. You know, standing up. Absolutely. That's, uh... (laughs) It is. I know. And that's what we all need to do. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. It doesn't have to be that dangerous. When you hear these comments, don't turn away. That's a good place to start, right? right? Just put your foot down. Let's start there and see what can be built. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and and one of the other things about, you know, using your voice, how about using your voice at the ballot box? Absolutely. You know, and I think there's there's quite a bit of this complacency yep. about, ugh, nothing nothing ever changes. Right. We're not, you know, my vote doesn't count, all this other thing. And I know it's, it's a cliche statement, but it really does count because lives are on... You know, lives are at stake. Yeah. Lives are, we're, we're looking to make sure that we are protecting those around us. You know, laws are put in place for a specific reason that the protected classes, we still, well, we may be able to have gotten married. We can still right. be discriminated against. Of course. Housing, jobs, unless it's a part of that specific company's EEO statement. Right. We're screwed. Right. We're screwed. And right. it should never, ever, ever have to be that way. Right. Again, back to those two words, human being. Yes. Yes. Human being. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think from this point forward, we're going to be adding segments to our normal show because we still love our show. We still love to laugh. I think it's more critical now than ever that we are able to laugh. But I also think we're going to have to add some stuff in, just reminders every now and then, you know, opportunities every now and then Mm -hmm. to use that voice. 
Um, and I think that's even a great tribute from that point forward, you know? If, if you want to see those photos of what happened, and believe me, they are powerful photos. If you want to hear the story we were talking about on Vice, everything is out Googleable. Yeah. Um, it's not going anywhere. No, no, it's not. Um, so do take a moment, you know, and 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 educate yourself. And like you said, vote, you know, it does matter because again, another cliche, they're coming for us now. Sooner or later, they're coming for you. Yeah. You know, and you're not gonna have drag queens with heels in their hands to help you at that point in time. Right. Right. Because we're all gonna be gone. Yeah. You know, so oh Lord. It just it's unreal that to think that we're here. Uh, Civilized society? Right. Is that a word anymore? Right. Civilized? I don't know. I, I feel like we're... we're well, we are. Uh, well, well <laughs> sure. Sure. But we got to drive through it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. You know, yeah. Uh, and we will be. We will be bringing in yeah. some experts, you know, yeah. to continue this conversation, um, let you know what you can do, because we are talking worldwide again. Right. You right. know, and and you know, and it still goes back to you know when we started receiving emails, um, you know, years ago from people from different different countries, yeah, and and it was it's still flabbergasted to me, like it's yeah. still like it's still about like we really are, yeah. like reaching people around the globe, uh, then having that happen with yes, this is reaching around the globe, <laughs> like I I just it still <laughs> floors me that. Yeah. I still feel like I'm in my own little corner of my own little world yeah. here, right? And that's all that that people right. know of me. And here we are. And well, no, now they really know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something. Uh, all right, it's people. Something. I think this is it for now. I I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted too. <laughs> but thank you again. We love you. I love you too. And all right, titty tats. It's time to say goodnight, Miranda. Good night, Miranda. And this is Thomas. Always remember, if you got nobody else, you've always, always got, got us. Tit for tat, oh tit for tat, for every tit, there's a tat. Tit tit tat tat tit tit tat, tit for tat. Thomas and Miranda, a dude and a queen. Give you the